This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and it is such a pleasure for our church fellowship to bring you these Bible study programs. The current series, which my husband is teaching, is entitled Heavenly Authority. The series is an in-depth study through the books of the Bible, and the current focus is on the book of 1 Samuel, in the section where Saul is chosen and anointed as king. A whole reading of Saul's life could easily be subtitled in this Heavenly Authority series as A Warning to Those in Leadership. When we left off in our last broadcast, we were in Chapter 9, and we had read how old Samuel the prophet had received the word of the Lord that he would send a man from Benjamin, whom Samuel was to anoint commander over God's people Israel. Before we rejoin Pastor Greg, let me take this opportunity to invite you to join us for Sunday service if you are in the Connecticut area. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut, just adjacent to the Madison Green. Here now is Pastor Greg. Israel is very surrounded, very uh, perplexed, very frustrated by the, the pagan nations around them. And God has heard their cry for a king, and we've seen and we will see in this series that it's not his heart's desire, it's not his perfect will, yet he allows it for deliverance. Why? Because they just don't have the faith to believe God for supernatural deliverance, like the Red Sea parting and chariots of Pharaoh being placed under the water. They don't have that faith. They're looking at the rest of the nations. They see them having powerful leaders and kings. They want a powerful leader. It's not God's perfect will. It's going to bring them trouble. But he allows it and he'll use it because he cares for them so much. He loves them so much that he will use the king to bring deliverance. Verse 17. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, There he is, the man of whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. Again, the people of God. Reign. That word there means to maintain rule, to govern. Actually, it comes from a word to mean to enclose, in the primitive sense, to hold back. So to restrain, the leader restrains the people or assembles the people, almost like a shepherd with sheep. He gathers them together. He keeps them from going one way. He directs them another way. That's all encompassed in that word to reign that's used here, the Hebrew word. And verse 18, then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, please tell me where is the seer's house? So again, there's no recognition on the young man Saul's part of this great leader of the Israelites, Samuel. Could you tell me please, where is the seer's house? Verse 19, Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer, go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. Now remember, we have to put this in 
the proper chronology here. The only thing on Saul's mind right now, he's not going there thinking he's going to be anointed king. He's just worried about his father's donkeys. He's worried that if he takes too long, his father's going to worry about what's happened to my son. That's what's on his mind. And Samuel is taking him and bringing him to the high place. He's taking him from the mundane, the earthly, where are my father's properties? And he's bringing him up to the high place. He wants him to come up with him to the high place, to the sacrifice. He wants him to eat the communion supper, the communion meal. And he's going to tell him, what does he say? All that is in your heart. We know what Saul's mind is on, but it's very likely at this point that Saul has an understanding deep down, someplace in his heart, he must know that he's got a special place in God's plan, that there's something he's meant to do, something valuable he's supposed to do. Because though he's thinking about the donkeys, the prophet says to him, I'm going to tell you all that's in your heart. And I believe we'll see throughout the study that when God has a plan for an individual, long before he places something deep down, even maybe when they're secular, you know, like Saul not knowing who Samuel is, looking for his father's property, even way back, he places something in the heart to let them know they're called for service. And the prophet will take him and tell him all that's in his heart. He'll explain to him maybe the feelings he's had for years, that God has a special call, a very special call on this man's life. Verse 20, but before he does that, he satisfies Saul's question. Samuel says to him, but as for your donkeys that were lost three days ago, so he lets them know he's a prophet because he tells them how many days ago they're lost. There's no way he should know that. Do not be anxious about them. Don't worry. For they have been found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel? Is it not on you and on all your father's house? So he satisfies his question about the donkeys. And then he takes him from this temporal, mundane concern. And in one sentence, he brings Saul to a sublime, a historic inquiry and you can imagine how Saul must have been stunned to hear him say, and on whom is all the desire of Israel? From a search for donkeys, he gets this question from the prophet, on whom is all the desire of Israel? And obviously we know from the background that Israel has desired a king, and they want a king to deliver them, to save them, to fight their battles. And old Samuel, as he asks the question, gives him the answer. He says, is it not on you and on all your father's house. The people desire a king. That's the desire of Israel. That's the question. On whom is all the desire of Israel? And remember, this Saul is the tallest man in Israel. He's a head and shoulders bigger than anyone else. He's the most handsome man in Israel. The most graced man in Israel. And his father, Kish, is a powerful man. We're told a man of might or wealth or power or standing. This is the type of man the Israelites want. This is the desire of Israel. It's on you, he says. And notice he says, on all your father's house. They want him to come from a, a man of might. Kish, the mighty man of power. That's Saul's father. That's what Israel desires. But people, who should be? 
the desire of Israel. Men look for beauty and charm and strength and power. But that question that Samuel asked Saul, what really should be the answer? Who should be? Who is the desire of Israel? Who should be the desire of Israel? Who truly represents the powerful house of his father? In the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 1, the priest Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, has his mouth open at the birth of his son. And he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He prophesied in Luke chapter 1, verse 68, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited, God has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation. Remember, the purpose of the anointing is to save. A horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies. Israel is looking for a king to save her from their enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, and so many hate them, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. So the purpose, the goal, is to be saved unto holiness and righteousness. And then he says to his baby there, John the Baptist, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. The Lord, the one that has visited, the one that's been raised up, the horn from the house of David. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission, the forgiveness of their sins. Through the tender mercy of God with which the day spring, the dawn from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And you see here the theme of deliverance from the enemy that we've read over and over again in the book of Judges. Goes into the New Testament, he will deliver us from the enemies, but now you read something else, holiness, righteousness, salvation, forgiveness for sins. The God, the dawn on high visiting us to give light to those who are in darkness and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The answer to the question, who should be the desire of Israel, it's not Saul. It's not even David. The desire should be to the one who could save them from the true enemy. Today again, Israel, right, if you turn on the news, she's surrounded by enemies. She's hated again by all the countries that are around her. And the same answer today is the answer back hundreds of years, millennia ago. The desire of Israel is the one who will save from ourselves, save from sin, not just from the enemies without, but from the enemy within. Not just the physical nations that surround, but powers of evil 
that take human beings and trap them in darkness and trap them in sin. To break the power of Satan, to break the power of sin, to break the sin in Israel, the sin in the Gentiles, the sin that's in every man, woman, and child that's ever lived. To take us out of darkness and bring us into light. The desire of Israel, the desire of every human being, should be towards the king that visited, who Zacharias prophesied, and whom John the Baptist went before, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he pointed to a man that came to be baptized by him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Holiness and righteousness is brought by that king. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We know it is terribly difficult to find the time to write in today's fast-paced world, but if you could find the time to drop us a postcard, your words of encouragement would be a real blessing. Our address is Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box, 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And as always, we welcome you to join us at our church service. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. May the Lord's presence overflow in your life as you serve Him.